I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a mega drama that's taking place for the MAGA movement in Washington, D.C. That's how one newspaper put it this morning. Another one, Trump can't save McCarthy, even after he came out saying it's time to end this. How long will it last? Well, we're on ballot number seven. If you want to know how long it's going to last, there's one individual that you should listen to. Matt Gates. Matt Gates. He's an individual that says he doesn't trust Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates has made it clear he's kind of been the ringleader of the rebellion here. And he says, I'm sorry, we just don't trust him. We don't want him. He's lied to us too much. Now, he did his longest interview last night since we've gone into day three of this. And I want you to hear what he had to say about all of these issues on Fox. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, Kevin McCarthy tonight did not want to hold a vote in the House because he believes he might be getting closer. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Well, there's a reason Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to continue having votes, and it's because with each vote, he seems to be decreasing in his vote share, and we've only increased with votes in our vote share in opposition to Kevin McCarthy. We suspect that that trend is likely to continue, and I think this ends one of two ways, Trace. Either Kevin bows out, realizing there's no path for him to become Speaker of the House, even if he picks up one or two or three or five of the 20 who have opposed him half dozen times on the floor, or he essentially has to wake up, bring the House into session, and put on a straitjacket with a rules package that we've presented to him that doesn't allow a lot of discretion for the Speaker of the House. The reason we've demanded that is that we do not trust Kevin McCarthy, and it's not a small body of work. The guy's been in leadership in Washington, D.C. for 14 years, and this town needs to change, and we're going to change it one way or the other, either by changing out the Speaker or by having the most fundamental rewrite of the rules in really uh, my lifetime now if you hear what gates is saying there are a lot of people are going to say okay he's been in leadership 14 years how have we done in the last 14 years many would argue we've republicans have not done a good job of delivering on what they promised they were going to deliver as republicans is kevin mccarthy the guy that you want is kevin mccarthy the guy that you need to change things his argument Again, no, it's not going to be him. Now, he can only lose three or four of these people out of the 20 uh, or out of every Republican to get this job. And I think what you're hearing here from Matt Gates is 
you may be able to claw back one or two or three out of the 20. You are not going to be able to claw back everyone. Your day is over and it's done. Now, then the question becomes, what are his other options? Can Kevin McCarthy get together with some Democrats who walk out of the chamber to lower the threshold needed to become the speaker? That is another possibility that's been floated. He would have to give concessions to Democrats for them to do that. So far, the Democrats seem to be loving this chaos. And the Democrats have decided, I think it's pretty clear now, that is not in their best interest. They want to keep this going for as long as they can. There's another option, and that is Kevin McCarthy decides to step aside or do a more of a in-the-middle, moderate-type speaker. And that moderate-type speaker is, I think, who they really want. Is that a good decision? I would argue no. That would also not be a good decision. That would be something that I think would make many conservatives extremely angry. Would Kevin McCarthy do that just to spite many on the left? I would argue there's a very good, or on the right, I should say, there's a decent chance Kevin McCarthy could get so angry that he is not going to become the speaker in that scenario that he would say, fine, you're going to screw me this way. You're going to screw all this up, referring to these 20 or even to five at that point, people, individuals that won't get on board. Then I'll show you what it looks like and the American people can judge you. Now, Boebert has also got into this with, with Matt Gates. They become very famous. Their name recognition, name ID is going up. Is this hurting them? They do not believe that it's hurting them yet. They believe that this is helping their value. Their stock price has gone up. More people know about some of these new members of Congress than ever before of any other member of Congress. That's part of the... Um, appeal of being in the one of 20. Now, I'm not saying that all of them are doing it for that reason, but obviously some of them are. Now, I'll go back to this Gates conversation, and I want you to hear him lay out more of why he's saying, I'm not budging. There seems to be a lot of confusion, though, about exactly what this group of 20 wants. You say rules changes. A lot of people have said a lot of different things. Is there something specific, Congressman, that you want that would gain uh, your vote to Kevin McCarthy if that thing was fulfilled. Well, I'm not voting for Kevin McCarthy, but there are some of the 20 who I suspect might if we got control of the Rules Committee and the Appropriations Committee in the hands of folks that don't vote for bad rules and bad appropriations bills. Remember, before this last omnibus, Kevin McCarthy was paving the way for some of the worst legislation, driving our country deeper into debt and borrowing against the futures of the next generation. And so if we got control of those key committees in the hands of conservatives, I think there are some of the 20 who might vote for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, if things stand as they are, I would suspect that the opposition will only grow. Yeah, you've got people like former Congressman Trey Gowdy who said they called this opposition a clown show on national television. The former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, has said that you are holding the House hostage. What is your response to that type of criticism? And, and before you hear Matt Gates's response there, one of the reasons why I want to play that for you is this. There have been some people that have been really stupid in all this, all right? And they're Republicans. Uh, I'll give you a, a, a perfect example. Dan Crenshaw has called them terrorists, referring to these 20. You really think that they're going to come and work with you and agree on 
all of this? No. Okay? No. I want I want to make that clear. That's never going to help or work or or it's never going to happen. Okay? It's not. And if the Republicans in the majority, right, outside of these 20 were really smart, if they were intelligent, they wouldn't have been name-calling and saying the things that they're saying. Newt Gingrich, who I do like, I know him well. I think the way that he has berated them on TV is only going to make these guys dig in, right? It's, go- it's only going to make things worse. It's not going to make things better. I want to be very, very, very clear about that. When you start attacking these people this way, it's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. They're not going to budge. I don't believe that. I I, want to be very, very clear here. I don't believe that Kevin McCarthy is going to be able to be speaker because of the name calling. His allies, when you go out there and you call your, your, your people in your same party terrorists, and your top people are mocking them this way, and you have people going out there on TV saying what's being said about them, it's not going to make them go, oh, moment of clarity, you're right. Now, this this goes back to leadership. I do believe Kevin McCarthy has bungled this thing since the very beginning. Moving his things in the speaker office was a dumb move before he was a speaker. All right? Going and having a vote on the speakership, knowing he didn't have the votes, was it was bungling it. That was stupid. Then having your allies go out there and mock these 20 individuals and, and, and try to burn down their houses when you need their votes was stupid. If Kevin McCarthy ultimately does not become the speaker, there is no one to blame but himself for the way that he actually did this. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. There's another question that people keep asking, and that is, who would the other candidates even be? There's a lot of different scenarios that have been talked about. Steve Scalise is the House number two. I think he's obviously the front runner here if Kevin McCarthy does, in fact, decide to drop out and realizes there doesn't seem to be a pathway for him to be the speaker. Now, would Steve Scalise be a, a, a guy that a lot could get behind? I think so. What makes a good speaker? Number one, you got to be an effective fundraiser. You got to be an effective communicator. You have to be able to whip the votes up when you need them. Those are all things that Steve Scalise can do. He also is a guy that literally has bled for the party. If you remember, he was shot and almost killed in that attack on the Republican members of Congress that were at the baseball practice for that congressional baseball game. He is known for surviving that mass shooting back in 2017. This is an individual that has served his party and bled for his party literally. Okay, literally. I think he is probably the front runner. 
And if you listen to what Matt Gates says <clears throat> about what is going to happen moving forward, he says, I'm not voting for Kevin McCarthy. He's just dug in here because of all of the attacks on him. This may be the next best option for Republicans. Listen. Well, Trey Gowdy would know something about clown shows. That's probably how a lot of us would categorize the Benghazi hearings that resulted in people screaming at each other in a big report, but no real accountability. Uh, I remember the Trey Gowdy who went on your network as a congressman and said that he'd reviewed what had gone on with the FBI and the Department of Justice and that they had done nothing wrong and that actually the American people would be happy of what they were looking at with President Trump. We now, of course, know that to be false, and even Trey Gowdy has expressed regret about that. So I don't exactly take uh, a lot of armchair quarterbacking from uh, someone who during his time in Congress wasn't among the fighters. Uh, Representative-elect Mike Lawler said the following. Listen and I'll get your response. The people who are voting against Kevin McCarthy in the Republican conference are aiding Joe Biden, aiding Hakeem Jeffries, and aiding Chuck Schumer. How can you come together and do what you promised the American people you would do as Republicans after this kind of chaotic House Speakership vote. Well, I think the world of Mike Lawler, he's a terrific representative and he's going to do a great job for the people of New York. But I wouldn't exactly call this like insurmountable chaos. Keep in mind, Trace, I mean, there are days in the United States Congress where the only vote that happens is to rename one post office. So if we could do that for a day, if there are days where all we vote on are how we are going to take the next vote, then maybe taking two or three days or several weeks to select the person who is second in line to the presidency is worth our debate and deliberation. And after that, absolutely, we will come together. I have every confidence that we'll be able to come together and we'll actually be an effective fighting force if we're able to get rid of Kevin McCarthy and get somebody like a Jim Jordan, a Byron Donalds in that speaker's chair. And you notice there he mentioned two names, a Jim Jordan, a Byron Donalds. Do they have the votes? No. That's why I go back to what I just said about Steve Scalise. And the worry here is, they're going to keep doing this, even if you give them another candidate like a Steve Scalise. There's others that have thrown up another name. That is a guy by the name of Tom Cole. I'm going to give you who these names are because you need to understand where this could go. He's a guy that understands Republican politics. He's older, 73. He worked the Republican National Committee before joining the House in 2003. He's been a member of, of the Powerful Rules and Appropriations Committees. Tom Cole also served as deputy minority whip and chaired the National Republican Congressional Committee, which is about getting people elected. His name has been thrown out there because he's more at the end of his career. He's never seeked really the limelight, and he understands how to help get other people elected. Now, he's a member of the Chickasaw Nation. He would be the first Native American speaker if his name was put out there. Another one is Patrick McHenry. Patrick McHenry failed to secure enough votes in the fifth speaker ballot. He's been a member of the House since 2005. North Carolina's McHenry has his sights set on becoming chair of the House Financial Services Committee's this term. He's a 47-year-old. He's been trained uh, to really work on banking issues. He had regulations that were created under the Dodd-Frank bill passed after the 08 financial crisis. Specifically, he helped come up with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. He served as a chief deputy whip in the past, helping keep House Republicans in line on key party goals. 
That would serve him well as speaker also. There's Elise Stefanik, the youngest Republican woman ever elected to Congress. Her name has been brought up over the last 24 hours. She's 38. She's quickly risen through the ranks by moving with the political tides. She was elected in 2014 by the voters of a northern New York district as a moderate conservative who had worked with President George W. Bush and Paul Ryan. Then she became an outspoken supporter of Donald Trump, especially during his first impeachment. Stefanik's loyalty helped her win the number three spot in the House Republican Conference in 2021, replacing Liz Cheney. Her name has been on the list. A man who said out loud multiple times he doesn't want the job keeps coming up. Jim Jordan, a former college wrestling coach, if you don't know who Jim Jordan is, a guy that doesn't like to wear a jacket very often. If you see him on Fox News, you know who I'm talking about. He's from Ohio. That's an important state. Jordan takes a, you know, a a very blunt approach to politics. He uses the rules. He uses committee hearings to grill Democratic officials. He's a guy that's asked a lot of questions of social media companies and their bias against conservatives. And he's an individual that believes that we need to investigate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. He's also a founding member of the conservative House Freedom Caucus. Jordan is a guy that's experienced but still vigorous at 58. He's also a staunch defender of Donald Trump, who awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award shortly before leaving office. As the incoming chair of the House Judiciary Committee, that's what he really wants. He doesn't want to be speaker. He had pledged to lead investigations into business dealings of President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. That's what he says he wants to focus on. There are the other names that are being been put out there. Do any of these have a realistic chance of getting elected? We honestly don't know because if five people hold out here, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And that's what Matt Gates seems to be making clear here. We're going to hold you hostage and burn this place down. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I still go back to where the big mistakes were made by Kevin McCarthy and his team. Having his allies, having people go out there on TV, having people say things like Dan Crenshaw said on the 20 Republicans who oppose McCarthy, we cannot let the terrorists win. That was a stupid move. Trey Gowdy last night said on TV, again, mocking these individuals, saying this is a clown show. You're never going to get some of these people... Uh, Sean, I, I mean, they live to be in opposition to Republicans. But but people watching your show need to call and say, you know what? I didn't work my tail off in November to watch y'all look like a clown show on national television. So oh. y'all get behind Kevin. You got your motion to vac- vacate. As it relates to President Trump, they love him when they need a pardon. They love him when they need attention. 
But when he says Kevin's my person, all of a sudden they know better. I mean, they know better than the Republican conference. Kevin got 85% of the vote in the primary, and yet they know better. His whole point is you'll never be able to work with these people when all they're trying to do is make themselves famous. Now, maybe you agree with that statement, all right? Maybe does it help saying it out loud and making them dig in even more? Boebert barely won her reelection, for example. We're talking like at one point they said she had lost the election and then it came down to a hundred and handful of votes. You really think that she cares right now um, about anything else but winning this battle? She feels like the Republican Party is broken. And, and, And there is a reason they say that. Newt Gingrich said it's hard to explain to Xi or Putin what's going on. Freedom is messy and sloppy. I'm okay with this battle. I've said that from the very beginning. I don't like fixed elections, rigged elections. I don't like this, you know, we're going to pick the guy that has, you know, and, and not ask questions. I'm okay with a grand debate. What I'm not okay with is, is people that are refusing to negotiate just so they get more Twitter followers, just so they get more TV time. That's why I've, I've been advocating for Chip Roy from the very beginning. What he's been saying about the rules and what he's been saying about the, the changes he wants, I understand him. But there's some in this 20 that they're just doing this because they don't like the fact that, they, that, that, that Kevin McCarthy and the Republican leadership doesn't agree with them on every single thing. That is the problem. Because it's not that they're standing up for America, okay? It's what they're doing is they're standing up for themselves. Now, I also don't agree with Newt Gingrich on him saying it's hard to explain what's happening to Putin and Xi. I don't really care. And he's saying, you know, these guys need to get in line. Well, that's how you got your speakership with all due respect. I I did a tweet today saying it's really hard to explain uh, to Putin or Xi Jinping or Kim Jong-un exactly what's going on because this is freedom. And freedom is messy and sloppy and also uh, remarkable, remarkably creative. We'll get there uh, and we'll have a speaker probably, I think probably sometime tomorrow. And I just checked a few minutes ago. The last time this happened in 1923, it took nine ballots. And the following election, the Republicans picked up 22 more seats. So people shouldn't assume this is the end of the Republican Party in any way. This is a healthy, tough serious conversation and i think probably by sometime tomorrow virtually all not all but virtually all Mm -hmm. of the conference will have found a way to come back together Uh, now the ending of what gingrich said there yay thank goodness for saying it that way couldn't agree with you more i don't think that this is a disaster or debacle i warned you in the first show that we did about this right after the first couple of votes i said it and i'll say it again um, the way that they described it, I, I, I couldn't agree more, okay? This is not a debacle. This is not an embarrassment. I love healthy debates. I think everything in Washington is definitely broken the way that we've talked about it. I believe it's absolutely broken. I think there are major issues here that need to be changed. Okay, I think there are major issues here that need to be changed. I am glad, I am thankful that we are having this debate. Is it worth two or three days? Yeah, 
I really do believe it is. In fact, I would argue this is probably some of the most productive days that we've had in Congress of a real fundamental change. I do also worry about the future, that people are going to realize every time there's a vote, if it's tight like this, that then they say, all right, I can get on national TV. Motive is right here is everything. Some of the people have genuine and authentic motives for this. There's others that do not. But having this debate is not the end of the world. And and to say, well, if Kevin McCarthy gets, he's going to be the weakest speaker in history. I, I don't buy that either. I think we'll move on from this. I think we'll move on from it. You know, uh, Bobert, for example, she's loving this moment. Almost out of Congress, saw a bunch of people kind of show their hand about how much they don't like her. And then she goes on TV now and she's got her mojo back, she believes. She's famous again. She's going against the guy that made her famous in the first place in the MAGA movement, Donald Trump. Here's what she had to say on Hannity last night. You said complimentary things about President Trump. Needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes. It's time to withdraw. Let me turn the tables, Congresswoman. Kevin McCarthy has 202, three votes. Your side has 20. So if I'm going to use your words and your methodology and your math, uh, isn't it time for you to pack it in and your side to pack it in, considering he has over 200 and you have 20? Sean, I understand the frustration, I promise you. But, I'm not um, frustrated. He does you didn't not answer have the my votes. question. And we are hearing, we are not, hearing from many frustrated. people who are still voting with Kevin McCarthy who You're are not very my supportive question. of what we're doing, and they're cheering us on. So there are more for us than are against us, and they are waiting for Kevin to cave. Okay. Um, you know, the American people are certainly frustrated by... I'm frustrated ahead. by you not answering a direct question. You said to President Trump, you, you said earlier today that President okay. Trump needs to tell and Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy does not have you don't votes. have the we votes. We need to come up Hold with a consensus candidate to elect a Can speaker of the House. You don't have the votes and it's time to withdraw. He has 203. Your side has 20. Why is it time for him to withdraw and not you when he has so many more votes? Well, Sean, he needs 218 and he does not have 218. We've been trying Neither to work this you. out in private, as you said, for months. But Kevin McCarthy didn't even want to listen to us until his disappointing midterms. We all want a. You, you hear her. She says we have more people that are with us and against us. I don't think that's true. Handy's point here of saying I want to I, I want a direct answer to a direct question. You said to President Trump, you, and you said earlier today that the president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy, you don't have the votes. And he's like, well, using that logic, neither do you. You've got 20 votes. And that number could change depending on who the next candidate is that you guys pick. The 20 people. And this is how I'm going to look at this as we go into this next round of voting today. Need to do a better job of explaining what it is they want. And if it is what Bobert is saying here, then I do believe it's time to move on. Because her reason is, I don't like Kevin McCarthy. I'll give Matt Gates credit. He's at least said, I don't trust him. I think he's a liar. I don't believe him. I don't trust him. He's not going to get my vote. I appreciate that candor and transparency. This is not, by the way, a bad thing for the Republican Party. And everybody on TV and everybody on the radio is like, oh, this is a disaster, a debacle. It's not. Okay, this is not a debacle. This is not a disaster. I also will say one other thing about Kevin McCarthy. And I'll leave you with, with this as we go into these votes today. 
if Kevin McCarthy can't even get the Republican Party together to surround him on speaker, why do we think he would make a great speaker where he could get Republicans around him on actual issues that need to be voted on when he needs to wrangle the votes? I don't believe he's the right guy for the job based on that. As many of you saw, we uploaded two episodes yesterday. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if something changes. We add another episode today. So make sure that you uh, hit that subscribe button so you're alerted when we get these, when we do our newest episodes. Hit that subscribe or auto download button. You'll get the shows every day automatically for free. Please write us a five star review and share this with your friends. We'll probably see you back here in a couple hours. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.